Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. We back at it again, huh? <laughs> Jets we just came out completely horrific against the Niners. I mean, we got our butts handed to us. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. This was a team that came out that was injured, had injuries. I don't want to hear any more Jets fans complain to me about, well, we were banged up, so were they. I don't want to hear nothing about that. We looked like we had no business being on the field with them. And let me tell you something, they took care of business. They even had issues getting to the stadium. They had issues, you know, flying in. They didn't get in until Saturday morning, I think at 2 a.m., and still just treated us like trash. We were playing it at home, and we looked awful. Listen. I'm ready to get into it, folks. I'm fired up, and I'm telling you, I'm about to lose my mind. So listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. (laughs) Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's get into the show. I'm fired up. Listen. Listen to me. We can talk about the defense. They were terrible. We can talk about the issues that we had offensively. But to me, I want to go straight to the top. And I know I got some callers. I'm going to let you guys get on in a second. Also, my, 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 my friends in the chat, please keep chatting. We're going to come to you as well. I want to talk to you folks about the coaching. I want to talk to you folks about what we're doing to Sam Darnold. I want to talk to you folks about how the Jets are handling our franchise gold. I want to talk to you about how we're ruining the future of our franchise. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I want to talk to you about destroying franchise quarterbacks because that's what the Jets do. That's what we do here. I'm going to give you some examples of what happens when you lack weapons for a young QB. I'm going to give you some examples of what happens when you lack protection for a young QB. I'm going to give you some examples of what happens when you put a QB with a garbage-ass head coach and a garbage-ass offensive coordinator. I'm going to give you some examples of what happens to QBs that you treat like that. Lack of weapons. Let's go there first. Pretty obvious, isn't it? You have a QB that doesn't have wide receivers or any kind of playmakers out there offensively. There's nobody to throw to. You can look around the league and see that, right? We've seen better quarterbacks. We've seen great quarterbacks struggle in the league when they don't have the weapons they need that are necessary to make their offense potent. We've seen that. Right. It's not rocket science, but it's rocket science here with the New York Jets, isn't it? It's rocket science here, though. Right. Because we go into this year the same way that we did last year. What do we have a problem with last year? The offense was 32nd in the league. It's not hard to figure out. Right. (laughs) It ain't hard to figure out, is it? You need offensive playmakers. You need weapons. Didn't get enough. Didn't get the job done. So now we go into this situation this year. We have nobody, nobody for him to throw to. You brought in Perryman, trash, Hogan, trash, guy at the last second, Le'Veon Bell not being utilized correctly, he's hurt, he's out, Crowder's out. You have nobody for Sam to throw to, but you expect him to do what? Nothing. You look at the situation with lack of protection, I've warned people about this lack of protection and what it does to young QBs. Andrew Luck is a great example of that. Andrew Luck lacked protection for quite a while with the Colts. He was getting banged around. He was getting hit constantly. Constantly he was getting hit all the time. 
there was a, a point in his career where people were like, man, Andrew sure is injury prone. <laughs> he sure is injury prone, isn't he? We don't know if he's ever really going to live up to what he's supposed to be, right? They had him, they, he was getting hurt and hit so much. They were questioning his greatness. You can go back and look at it. People were like, we don't know if this guy is going to be as good as we think he should be. They finally tried to get some protection around him, but guess what? The toll had already been done. The toll had already been taken. It was enough. He said, hey, I'm hurting too much. My body is jacked up, and he walked away. He retired because of the injuries. He retired because he got tired of rehabbing every single year. The Colts lost their franchise guy because they couldn't properly protect him. But we think it's going to work here with Sam. <laughs> this is a joke. The other thing that happens with injuries, when you get a young QB hit a lot, they start to see ghosts. Carr is a great example of that with the Texans. The Texans used to get him beat up so much it was ridiculous. That guy became so skittish and erratic it was ridiculous. He was so scared. He was so scared of pressure. He was so scared to get hit that it didn't matter. He would drop back and he would see guys coming that weren't even there. Completely erratic. They couldn't get it out of his DNA. We're starting to see that with Sam already. We've seen it. We've seen the erratic stuff. He played much better in this game than he has, than he did in the first one, but we've seen that. You know what else happens when you put a garbage-ass coach with a QB, though? This is my favorite one. <laughs> this is the one that, that is it's just completely mind-boggling, right? It's mind-boggling. I want to give you guys an example of, of what bad coaching will do to a young QB. Jared Goff with the Rams, when he was being coached by Jeff Fisher, Jared Goff, for all intents and purposes, by every analyst, damn near everybody, was called a bust. He was called trash. People were calling him that left and right. It was completely ridiculous. I looked in the situation. I said to myself, oh, <laughs> what's happening here? What's going on? Guess what? He goes back, he gets Sean McVay, and then guess what happens? Things turn around. Things change. We see Sean McVay step in, and then guess what? Goff's, Goff's whole career changes around. All of a sudden, we're not talking about Goff being a bust anymore. That's not what we're talking about. It's completely ridiculous, and it makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. We've, we've set Sam up to fail. That's what we've done. We put him in a position to fail. That's what we've done. We failed him. This franchise continues to put him in a position to fail. And then you got fans out here screaming for Trevor Lawrence. Let me tell you something, kids. <laughs> Let me tell you something, all right? Let me tell you something. Mahomes... Lamar Jackson, Jared, uh, 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 Josh Allen, any of those QBs that people are writing about now that's taking that next step, that, oh, well, why aren't they as good as Darnold? Or why, excuse me, why isn't Darnold as good as them? Because he doesn't have any of the things that they have. None of those guys that I just named, not even Patrick Mahomes, would be successful in this scheme. He would suffer. He would suffer. Lack of protection, no weapons, 
bad head coach, bad offensive coordinators. That's how you kill a young quarterback. Now, I want to get to the callers tonight. I want to get to the callers. I can go on all day. I could talk about how garbage the defense was. We're going to talk about that together. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because I remember drafting Sam Darnold. I remember it. I remember being, I remember jumping damn near to the moon because we had finally got the guy. Finally. We finally got the franchise quarterback. Finally. We finally got the guy that was going to help us turn around. This, this, this franchise, historically, has been offensively archaic. The best offense we've ever had was quarterbacked by Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am not lying about that. You can look it up. And I thought that when we drafted Sam, we turned that around. Luck finally fell in our favor. We finally got lucky. The Browns did the inconceivable thing that nobody believed they'd do. They passed on the franchise guy. They passed on the guy that was a for sure bet. And damn it, the Jets got lucky. The dice rolled our way. The coin flipped on the right side for us this time. And now we're doing everything that we can do to ruin that. Everything. Mistake after mistake. Bad coach after bad coach. No weapon after no weapon. No protection. This goddamn franchise is a joke. This goddamn franchise is a joke. And the Johnsons, I'm looking directly at you, Chris Johnson. You're a clown and a dumbass. The Johnsons are some of the worst owners in all of sports. You've done nothing to surround this franchise QB with weapons. You've done nothing to put this team in a position to succeed. You're a fraud. And you hired a fraud-ass head coach that we watched destroy a team in Miami for years. He was in the division. We used to laugh at him. You knew who he was. And you brought him here with his dysfunction and his nonsensical offensive plays, his horrific game plans, his, his absolute ridiculous lack of adjustments. You brought all of that here. Tonight, I will hold the Jets accountable. Tonight, I will. I'm going to go to the callers. No matter where you're watching me, I want to thank you for watching me. We're going to callers. We also have the chat. If you're listening to me live on Blog Talk Radio, I stream live as well. I'm going to come to the chat as well. We're going to talk to you folks as well. But I want to get to these callers first because I want to talk about the Jets. I want to talk about how we're ruining our franchise. I want to talk about how we have a terrible head coach that is killing us. I want to talk to you folks about that tonight. So the first caller I'm going to go to, 908-908, it's your time. I want to hear your thoughts about the Jets losing to the Niners. Joe, Steve, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve? How's it going, my friend? Oh, I'm just, I'm just really pissed with this team. Uh, uh, Joe, I don't blame anything you said. And the first thing I want to do is I want to send you a really, really big apology. Because a couple of years ago when you used to do the other show that you were the co-host for, I, I remember saying, listen – we, ha- we got to give Adam Gaze a chance. Listen, 
I can't stand him as a coach anymore. He is a cancer to this team. He is a cancer. He is the reason why why Sam Darnold's career is going down. Like, the yeah. thing that blew my mind from that game on Sunday was, I mean, listen, I'll talk about the defensive side of the ball as well, but, but I want to get to the offensive side of the ball first. Listen, there were a time where Sam made some very good passes in that game, and our receivers dropped it. Perriman dropped the pass. Um, Malone, I understand he's a rookie, but Herndon. he's got a Herndon, – Herndon dropped that pass in the end zone. That was a perfect pass that Sam threw in the end zone, and Herndon dropped it. It was, it was probably one of the worst games I ever watched the Jets play on Sunday against San Francisco. And with San Francisco having all of these injuries, we still lose to a bunch of freaking backups. And then the thing is, like, I don't know if you heard this today. Avery Williamson went on a show today. And yep. um, it was a WFAN show, and he basically spoke about how the Jets are not, are not practicing very well, like, before games. Yep. And even Bradley McDougal said the same thing, too. Bradley and Avery basically said that Adam Gaze is basically coaching like he doesn't want to win. It's like this, this yeah. idiot of a coach we have. But personally, listen – uh, uh, personally, the one who I hate the most, most besides Christopher Johnson, of hiring Adam Gaze was our old general manager, Mike McCagnin. I bet Mike McCagnin is probably sitting at home, probably laughing at our ass. But the thing that he did was hire this buffoon, freaking ass clown of a coach in Adam Gaze. I, I hate yeah. him, Joe. I can't stand watching him on the sideline anymore. He is the reason why this team is failing. And Jeff fans for saying that Sam is failing, it's not Sam's fault. Sam is going out every play and trying to do what he can do. The, like, it's just, listen, the only thing, now listen, I just hope also, too, that Joe Douglas is listening to this, too, as well. Because, listen, I don't have anything against Joe Douglas, the general manager. Listen, he's done some very good things. This, but, uh, Listen, Joe, this is not about friends anymore. This is a business. No. You, have to, you have to cut some slack and let them go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Steve, you're speaking the absolute truth right now, man. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I really, really appreciate it. I couldn't wait to talk to you. You know, I, I'm right there with you. I'm just wondering what exactly is it going to take for him to get fired? He should have been fired after the game. He should have been fired before he got to the locker room. He should have been fired at halftime. His ass should have been no, gone. Because there is no, no reason to just, keep this guy here whatsoever. But I want to get your thoughts on this, Steve, because I, I, I know we got, we got a quite a bit of callers, and we're going to get to everybody tonight, believe me. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on this. To me, I was blown away by some of the play calls. What were your thoughts on Gaze, okay, when he, he sat back and kicked that field goal on fourth and seven, what were your thoughts about that? Was, it, was this late in the third quarter? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I honestly don't understand, too. And, and I mean, and listen, um, Tyson and Kevin were saying the same thing, too. Why would, you, why would you kick for it? It's just like, listen, it honestly just shows. Adam Gaze, I just don't think, doesn't have the recipe to win. Honestly, yeah. I don't know what Joe Douglas – I mean, listen, 
I don't have anything against Joe Douglas right now because I still trust in Joe, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has to make a move and let this guy go. Like, listen, I, I'm going to say this again. I understand that Adam Gaze and Joe Douglas are longtime friends, but at the same time, this is not about friends. This is a business. You, you got, you yeah. got to cut some dead weight. You got to cut some yeah. dead weight. And I mean, and the thing is, yeah. like, fans were even saying, like, the day after the game, oh, not, not, you know what, we're done with Sam. We got to go for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, listen, the thing is about Trevor Lawrence's, Trevor Lawrence's, what, what is that going to mean? Are we going to have to start over again? Absolutely not. The goal is now for this team is you got to build around Sam. And let me tell you something, this game is not Sam Darnold's fault. Sam actually did so much better in this game on Sunday than he did in the game against Buffalo the first week of the season. It's just, yeah. It just absolutely blows my mind away. It's just, listen, Joe, I'm trying my best not to curse because, listen, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to respect your rules. I'm not going to curse on your show. It's just I just Thank can't you, stand Adam Gaze anymore. I can't. Dude, I think, Joe, what even my – what drives me nuts is he sits his ass on the bench, on the bench, going – writing down plays. How about watching when, when the defense is on the field? You're going to let Greg Williams do that all by himself? Steve, it is so ridiculous. The things that I watch out there, the things that I see him do, and you're, you're completely correct, and it's great that you brought those points up about those two players because Williamson talked about how the practices aren't crisp and they aren't fast. He talk, McDougal talked about how the Jets basically aren't practicing to win. They aren't winning in practice. I mean, this, that is a direct indictment on Adam Gaze. He, he, he's the head coach. If these guys aren't practicing well, guess what? That's why we're seeing the production or the lack of production that we're seeing on the field. Because the practices yeah, are the terrible. Thing is, the thing is, I don't understand why Chris, Christopher Johnson has to be freaking blind when he's probably watching this team play. He has to be freaking blind for crying out loud. I mean, now, I don't know what would happen if Woody Johnson was seeing all of this, but it's just I am getting very, very, very sick and tired of Christopher Johnson trying to make excuses. If I was the owner yeah. of the Jets and if I saw what was going on, I wouldn't even let Adam Gates get back to the locker room. I would have fired his ass right after the game. I would have told him, yeah. Adam Gates, this is just not going to work anymore. I'm going to have to let you go after this. I, I can't, I can't yeah. do this anymore. And to be honest, yeah. I'd rather for the rest of the season put Greg, Greg Williams as the interim head coach. Now, now yeah. let's just go to the defense. I, I want to talk to ball. you about the defense, though, Steve. I want to talk to you about the defense, though. And, it, look, we can go on all night about the offense. And, then, like I said, all the callers that are calling in, we will get to you. My chat boys as well. My guys in the chat will get to you, too. I want to talk to you about this defense because this defense was bad as well, Steve. What were your thoughts when you saw the opening 80-yard run by the Niners for a touchdown? That, that was absolutely ridiculous. And that play, I fully blame on Alec Ogletree. And what happened was, oh. was even Rich Semini asked um, Adam Gaze, I think it was the day after the game, he asked him, why didn't you start um, Avery Williamson over Alec Ogletree? And he basically said, oh, well, listen, Avery's coming off of a torn ACL, which he's right about, but, but Avery Williamson was healthy and ready to go. And he was the one that practiced all week, and all Alec Ogletree did was brought up for backup. 
Alec Ogletree was the worst player on the defense that game. Now, listen, Marcus May had a tough game, okay? He, yeah. I will say he did have game. a tough game. But, no, no, he did. He didn't play that good. I mean, listen, he should have had the interception on the, on the second and goal play on Jordan Reed. But here was the thing. He, he had the right coverage on the third and goal play. It was just Jordan Reed just overpowered him on that play. But the, the, the only players that really showed up in this game for us on Sunday, Quentin Williams, I thought, played his best game. He played his best game as a Jet on Sunday. He was really good. Um, Stephen McClendon, and let me tell you, I love McClendon very much. He is a hardworking player, and I thought he played a good game. On the offensive side of the ball, not only did Sam Darnold play good, because Sam Darnold played better, and he should have had more, 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 uh, more passing yards. I actually thought, despite the fact that Hogan had the rib injury, I thought Hogan played pretty decent. I mean, he was the only receiver that really played well. It was just the problem is too. Sam doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have weapons. I mean, listen. Yes, I understand Denzel Mims is still hurt. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this week with Crowder. But, I mean, Mims is probably not going to come back until week number five when we play against the Cardinals. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with, with, uh, with Crowder this week. I mean, it would be a nice boost up. But, I mean, the thing is now if, um, if Paramount's now going to miss some time and now Malone is put on the active roster, why not bring up the six foot five Lawrence Kager? He was having a great camp with us. A great camp with us, and Adam Gates decides to be an idiot and put him on the goddamn practice squad. How yeah. about you actually put him okay. on the on the active roster? I would love to see this kid play, and that's a thing that Sam Darnold needs—a big body on the field to be receiving. Yeah, he absolutely does, Steve. And you know, I'm just mind-boggled by the way that that. You know, Gaze handles himself offensively. The fact that he's not even allowing Sam Darnold to audible yeah, in the not third even year Sam of his career, his he can't call an audible? Are you serious? That, You're that completely stunting play. his Yo, growth. That fourth and one right, play. That fourth and one play to Josh Adams. I, I literally was really, really getting close to punching my wall after that, but I wasn't going to do that. I was going to punch my wall in my bedroom room last Sunday on Sunday during the game you don't hand off the ball to Josh Adams he's not an experienced running back for crying out loud if that was Frank Gore maybe but instead you decide to go up the middle freaking Greg Van Rotten misses a misses an assignment on that play how about do a bootlegged play how about a play action like come on he, he doesn't even Adam Gates doesn't even let our quarterback do his own freaking play it's ridiculous. He's the one that's got to call the plays. Plays. You know something? I am so proud of Avery Williamson for what he did today by bashing Adam Gaze on the show. That 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 buffoon ass clown deserves it. Completely ridiculous. He, like you said, Steve, you have been spot on about everything that you said tonight. The way the offense looked, the defense looked terrible. Them giving up a 55-yard run on on third and 31. Oh, my God. That was completely ridiculous, though, Steve. Third and 31. Third and 31. Even during, like, the thing that even pissed me off more, the Sunday night game when the Patriots and the the, um, Seahawks were playing, when Jamal Adams made a play, the freaking NBC broadcast, 
talked about how Jamal Adams must be happy about getting out of New York. And then that happened yesterday with the Monday night game about when some, one of the teams had a third and long, and they said, hey, listen, the Jets gave up a third and 31 yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, the, we, no. we are the laughing stock of the league. We're, we're, in a, we're complete embarrassment. We're complete embarrassment. And not just on the field. We're an embarrassment off to our franchise. Our, just complete embarrassment. But, but I want to I talk a little bit of positivity. Let's just sprinkle in a little bit of positivity before I let you go, Steve. I want to get your thoughts on Quentin Williams and him showing up. How did you feel about his play and what he was able to do on the field? No, Quinn Williams, I thought, played his best game as a Jet on Sunday. I thought he played exceptionally well. I mean, listen, the only mistake he had was that he should have made the fumble recovery because if he did recover the ball, we would have had it on the 49ers, like, 5-4 yard line, and maybe we would have gotten a touchdown, maybe, maybe. We haven't even led in a game this year. We haven't even had a first-half touchdown yet this year. Oh, ridiculous. Well, Steve – Listen, I, I want to yeah, thank Joe, you for calling Joe, in. Listen, Joe, Joe, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen this week. It's just, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, Steve. It's great speaking to you. And I want you to have a good night, man. Yeah, have a, have a good night, Joe. And screw you, Adam Gaze. Good night. <laughs> good night. Listen, Steve called in, brought fire. I am livid about this this franchise. I am livid about what we are doing to our franchise quarterback. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you let me tell you folks why. And I'm gonna go to the chat next just for a second. All the callers we have calling in on my lines are burning down. I'm gonna get to you folks in one second. Let me tell you something. You cannot win in this league if you don't have a quarterback. That's a fact. Look how many look how long we were searching for a quarterback. Look how long we've been losers. Look how long we've been searching for a guy to lead us. And we finally get him, and we're doing everything that we can to ruin him. That's ridiculous. You listen to people around the league, whether it be coaches, whether it be NFL analysts, punters. Hell, Steve Young was talking about uh, uh, Sam Darnold today. Everybody's excited about him. Everybody's saying, hey, he's got the talent. He's the guy. The Jets are completely destroying him. I hope to see him get off that team soon. It's not a good place to see Good place to be, man. Good place to be. I'm living. I'm gonna go to the chat. A couple, uh, you know, people got a lot of things to say in the chat, so we're gonna we're gonna cover some of the things that they're saying here. John Pratt says, uh, "Man, as far as I'm concerned, I'm the number one Jets fan, and I can say I knew in my gut the Jets have screwed up hiring Adam Gaze." And you were completely correct, John Pratt. Completely correct. I remember I came out talking about this the second that we hired Gaze. I said, "Listen, this is not the guy. We need to get." What have we done? This guy is trash. Why would we hire? Why would we hire gays of all people to be here? Even though there were guys in the media that were coming out saying, oh, Jets fans don't know anything. If you don't want Adam Gaze, then something's wrong with you as a Jets fan. This is a guy that's going to turn everything around for you. Remember? Guys, remember that? Colin Cowherd, you, I remember you specifically saying those things. Oh, he's edgy. He's aggressive. No, Colin, he's a nut job. And I warned you of that. We saw him in Miami for three years, ruin that football team on and off the field. But we brought that dysfunction here. 
Never mind the fact that we already had issues with dysfunction within the franchise. We were coming away from Todd Bowles, which was one of the worst coaches in the league as well that year. Damn franchise is a joke. I'm going back to the chat. Rafael Gonzalez says, yeah, in year three, you're in year three and Darnold can't call a damn audible. That's crazy. Rafael, dude, you're speaking facts. This is year three of your franchise quarterback, and you're not allowing him to audible out of plays? What are you doing? Can you imagine if you put other quarterbacks in this situation? You have to allow your quarterback to audible out of plays because that is an adjustment that is made on the field. When you come out in a set, the defense itself may audible. They may see what you come out in and say, okay, we got something for that. They make an audible. You have to then audible as well to make the adjustment so that your play doesn't get sniffed out and you can gain yards. You handcuffed him. You handcuffed him. And you don't allow him to audible out of plays, to make adjustments when he identifies things. He just has to run what you called. Trash-ass head coach Adam Gates. I can't wait till you get fired. We're gonna go back to the. We're gonna go back to the line. We're gonna go back to the callers. Chat boys, please keep chatting. I'll get back to you as well. But we're gonna go to the callers really quickly. Two zero three two zero three. I'm coming to you. Let me know what you think about the Jets losing to the Niners in a horrific fashion. Hey Joe, it's Vinny from Twitter. Hey, I tweeted you. What's going on, Vinny? How's it going, man? Dude, first things first. I need to. Get this off my chest. I am so sick and tired of this Trevor Lawrence talk. Dude, it, it, it drives me nuts. It drives yeah. me nuts. Like, what do people possibly think that he's going to do that Sam can't? You're going to put him in the same trash situation as Sam with, with horrible co- coaching. You know, like, what is he going to do? And you want to ruin another guy's career, you know? It's going to happen. Yep. Like, if I'm Lawrence, I'm pulling a Eli. I'm not going to put play there at all. Like, so that's that. Yeah. And today. Yeah, look. With all the – Vinny. Then, huh? Yeah, Vinny, dude, I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. And you know what blows yeah. my mind about this situation, Vinny? First off, Vinny, I want to thank you for calling in. I love going back and forth with you as well on social media, man. You're the greatest. Listen, I look at this situation and I say to myself, for those of you that are screaming for Trevor Lawrence, what, like, like Vinny just said, what exactly do you think he would do if he was put in the system as well? Do you guys think like he's some type of God that can just overcome all the things that Darnold is dealing with right now? We've seen QBs in the league deal with a lot of the same things that Darnold is dealing with right now, and it's hindered their performance. I just brought up three guys. Yep. I just did that. I just brought up yep. Andrew Luck, a guy that had no protection, that was getting beat up, and he walked away from the game. Mm-hmm. Bringing in Trevor Lawrence is not going to solve this issue. The problem is not Sam Darnold. The problem is Adam Gaze, and you need to fire him and move forward. Yep. And the other thing is, okay, let's say you, you move on, right? You let Sam go. What do you think he's going to do if Bill Belichick hasn't? Bill is going to run away with him. Yep. You put Sam on on the ground. 
I guarantee the Browns win that division just because of all yeah. the weapons he has. You put Sam on the bill, might have been in the Super Bowl last year, you know? Yep. They could have had a shot. So, like, I'm at that. And then today, the comments from all the players, um, you know, you went back to um, Steve Young, right? Steve Young was on the Michael K show today. He said he would love to coach Sam. He would love yep. to coach him. And then he didn't say the name. He said there's just some guys in the league that can't coach and there's some that can. And you know damn well he was talking about gays. Absolutely. And if I'm Sam, if, if I'm gays is here next year, I want to trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, Vinny. And, you know, it, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind what we're doing here. I mean, it, it, it kills me. I want to get your thoughts on this, though, Vinny. What are your thoughts on the fact that he's not allowing Sam to audible? He's not allowing him to oh, yeah. audible out of plays. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because Steve Young talked talk about that, too. Steve Young said no. He said, because Sam could be seeing things at the line that Gates can't see. Yep. Steve Young said that 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 is complete bull. You're not allowed to do that. And also with that, the fourth and seven call. Steve oh. Young also said absolutely no way. He said it's always played fourth and seven, especially since you're an offensive genius. Like, like <coughs> then the play that did piss me off the most was the field goal inside the ten. You're down twenty-one oh points. My. You're not going to take a shot at the end zone. Oh my God! You really you want to take a field goal? You're playing to lose. You're playing to lose. <laughs> playing to lose, exactly. Oh, and, but that, but that's his mo. That's it, that's his mo, Vinny. His mo is he plays to lose. That's why he's a trash offensive coordinator. He, right. he doesn't understand how to make adjustments. He plays scared and he plays to lose. Yeah, that's and, completely and the, ridiculous. You're down by those points and, and you kick a field goal. You just gave up on the team. That's what you absolutely. did. You didn't change and anything. Absolutely. And he makes no adjustments at all. But I also want to go back to the whole thing with the offensive co- coordinator as well. And being that we don't have a real co- co- quarterback's coach, right? Oh, so yeah. I said the same thing over and over. A quarterback's coach and an offensive coordinator is the same thing as a pitching coach in, in baseball. Pitches mechanics. That's yep. what a quarterback's co- coach is supposed to do. You fix mechanics. Yeah. Jeremy Bates, he at least had him locked in with that. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was, go get Jordan Palmer in now. Yeah. You know, bring him in to help him stand out. Or, um, or um, next year, bring in Josh McCown. Yeah. To work with him. Do yeah. it. I- it, 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 it's mind-blowing, Vinny. It, it's completely mind-blowing. And I remember initially when they brought in Gaze and he brought in Daryl Loggins, one, a clipboard holder, uh, the challenge flag guy. That's all he does. He doesn't do anything else. And I remember the media was speaking to him about, hey, why don't you guys get an actual QB coach for Sam? 
And literally, you guys can go look this up. He said he didn't want a QB coach in the room because he didn't want any more voices in the room to deal with Sam. That is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. In my life. And, and like, this week, I guarantee you Adam Gase is game planning for pay pay to Manning, you know, Marvin Harrison, you know, because he's so out out of touch with them, everything. You know, Rivers is going to play out of his mind on Sunday. Watch. And then they're going to go into um, Denver on Thursday night and, like, get get their butt kicked, too. And, like, the excuse is going to be, it was a short week. That's what the excuse is going to be. Like, He's got to go. Like, hand it over to um, like, to Sean Je- Jefferson, you know, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Vinny, man, I- I'm going to get back to these callers, man. We got a lot yeah. of callers here, bro. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Next time I stream, next time I have my show, I want to hear from you, dude. Absolutely. All right. You have, have a good, a good night, night, man. Thank you. Listen, Vinny called in with the fire. He called in with absolute fire and knew exactly what he was talking about. Listen, we're going to keep it rolling. Adam Gaze, (laughs) the worst head coach in the league. He's the worst head coach in the league. It's unbelievable. I cannot believe that when I initially spoke out against that guy, when I said, oh, my goodness, we have no business hiring Gaze, I had people coming out against me telling me, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. Hell no. Yes, hail to the gnaw. He never turned out to be anything, now did he? All of those media pundits, all of those people, Colin Cowherd, there was multiple people writing articles. Oh, oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry, Jets fans. Adam Gaze has come here to save the day. Anybody speaking against Adam Gaze, you don't know what you're talking about. He's going to come here, and he's going to change the Jets' offense. Oh, he changed it all right. <laughs> oh, oh, he changed it. <laughs> the people have spoken. Boo. Get that man out of here, man. Get that man out of here. <laughs> I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. We're going to get back to the callers in a second. I got quite a bit of callers. I want to thank everyone for calling in. We're going to talk to the chat, guys, because they're going off as well. Uh, Mike, Mike in the chat says the 49ers lost a lot of players from injuries and they are making moves and signing players left and right. Absolutely. We were still kind of wondering about this wide receiver situation going in and what did the Niners do? They went and grabbed Sanu immediately. Everything Jet says, dude, I shed a tear when we drafted Sam. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that everything Jets. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember being beside myself that we had brought Darnold in, and now I'm beside myself because we're trying to take Darnold out. (laughs) Oh, man. It's absolutely crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy how we're handling things and what we're doing. Uh, Matt Curtis says, is the fire gaze protest at one Jets drive on Thursday that everyone keeps posting about legit? Listen, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if people were upset, so upset they were going to stand out there with signs screaming fire gaze. I mean, it's completely ridiculous that we're not, we're not doing what it takes to surround our quarterback with what he needs to succeed. It's ridiculous that we're allowing a coach that we know is not fit to be here to still be here. 
after he's shown us consistently that he has no clue of what he's doing. Chris Johnson sat in front of the media. He sat in front of the world and said that Adam Gaze was a brilliant offensive mind. And Adam Gaze sat in front of the world and said, I really don't have a play that I could draw up on fourth and seven against certain defenses. What? Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, uh, Sean Payton, the list goes on, are offensive, innovative offensive minds in this league. You would never hear them say something like that. Never. <laughs> I've seen Andy Reid go for it on fourth and line. It didn't matter. He had a play ready to go. That's how offensively inept Adam Gaze is. He doesn't get it. Even with the injuries that the 49ers had, he didn't go away from his initial play sheet to take advantage of those. He was still coaching like Bosa, Thomas, and some of those guys were still playing. Just couldn't make the adjustment. Couldn't get away from the sheet, could you? Scrub. I'm going to I'm gonna get back to the callers. I want to thank everybody in the chat. Keep chatting. We'll hit you guys up as well. I'm going to go back and forth with you too, but I'm going to get back to these callers. 917-917 is your time. I want to hear you talk to me about this Jets loss to the Niners. Joe, how you doing, man? It's Elias from Rochester. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Um, that was a disaster to say the least. Oh my God, man! Yeah, dude, he's talking about I I can't stand fans. They're talking about injuries and stuff, dude. They lost their whole team. They lost their quarterback, and we still lost. They lost their best pass rusher or two two of their pass rushers, best weapon, best running back, best corner. Still won. Still beat our. We are, well, can't swear on this show, but our I was butts, just thinking about butts. something. Our butts, yeah. So, I was just thinking about this. So, Adam Gates, clearly worst head coach in the league. I was thinking about, is there any position on on a football team you could do? Quarterbacks coach, obviously not. Wide receivers coach, no. You can see Parker in Miami now. He's doing well since Gates left. Tight ends coach, no. Gasecki in Miami, he's doing good now. Running backs coach, no. Look how he's using Le'Veon Bell. Can this guy do can this guy coach middle school? Like seriously, man! I didn't know there was a there was a protest going on. I'm, I'm hyped to hear that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I want to thank, yeah, I want to thank you for calling in. Like, listen, it's completely ridiculous, man. It's completely ridiculous to watch him handle himself the way that he does, and then he honestly oh thinks God. like in his brain that this stuff makes sense. But I want to get your thoughts on his impact on Sam Darnold because that's that's my biggest concern. <laughs> that should be everyone yeah. else's biggest concern as well. What are your thoughts on his impact on Sam and the fact that he's not allowing Sam to audible out of plays? He's not only let it, not allowing Sam to audible, he's not allowing him to do anything. Everything's just an out route for like two yards. Sam can't throw, he refuses to try to get him to throw the ball down the field, which he can clearly do. How do you not let, on fourth and one, stacked box, you're not going to let your quarterback say, ooh, there's a lot of guys here, and this running back stinks. Let's have, why don't I just die first, first down, because the dude who used to play in our division would do that all the time in Tom Brady, or just, you know, Gase, yep. you love Gore so much, why not just hand it off to him on the one thing he's good at? He's not going to lose yardage. He's going to fall for a first down. But you just, you don't let him on it. It's his third year in the league, second year in your system. You're not going to let him just change something on this. Like, that's just absurd. When I heard that, I was, man, I could not believe it. I, it made sense. I'm like, there's no way Sam's 
going to, you know, not change this up. And like last year, they barely ran Sam, which I understood probably because the whole mono situation with like discipline or whatever, but it's just drop back, throw it two yards, drop back, throw it two run or two yards, screen, 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 Frank or Frank or it's so boring, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's just mind boggling. I mean, this, the offensive play calling is, so it's just so bad, but it, it, the crazy thing about it is this is the exact same stuff we saw last year. The exact exactly. same stuff. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing has yeah. changed. If you watch my, I, again, I try to tell people when I make comment, when I make content on my channels, on my various channels, I really try not to sound exactly the same as the last video, but it's impossible because oh, the issues are the impossible. exact same with the Jets. It's impossible. I feel like I'm just repeating myself every week. Oh, bad play calling. Oh, Adam Gaze doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, look at the impact he's having on Donald. Lack of weapons. No protect. Like, it's the same stuff. When is this going to change? When is it Dude, going to this change? Play calling, calling Go ahead. So bad. It, this play calling was so bad, but it might not even be his worst game. Like, I think the Cincinnati game is worse <laughs> than this. Oh, my God. Like, what, what got me the most was that play where it was like, third and 17, and he just ran Gore up the middle for, like, two yards. Oh, that, yeah. He gave right up. He's, he's just going for a field goal. He gave up. He's and just a quitter. Last year, your field kicker sucks. He's been good this year, I guess. He hasn't really had anything. But you're going to rely on a field goal kicker who's not good. And you're just – just don't you want to win? Like, it's bad. Like, just go for it. Like, this just, isn't like a fake dude. punt or something. Like, it's not that aggressive to throw the ball on third and 18. <laughs> it's mind boggling, but look, we, we can go on all day about Gaze. I want to talk to you about this defense as well, man. I want to get your thoughts on the penalty by Henry Anderson to keep the Niners drive alive. We could not get them off the field on third downs, man. What are your thoughts about that and the way the defense played? Yeah, Henry Anderson's been invisible until that happened in a bad way. But, man, here's my biggest issue. I, I warn people about this guy, Ogletree. Might be the worst Yo. player I've ever seen. I told you, I, I remember when I called last time, I just kind of mentioned him, like, yeah, it's Ogletree, you know, signed him for a little depth piece. He, he stinks, but he's not, it's not like he's going to be playing. Dude, he's responsible. He gave up that, what was it, like, 60-yard running touchdown, and then it happened again. Yep. Luckily, that their right tackle got penalized. And then, oh, and my. He was out of position third, all day and, long. Oh, my God. And the, what was it, the third and 33 or something absurd like that? Yep. Like, I mean, and that And that wasn't even oh. a starting running back. That was like the third starting no. running back. No. And I mean, they were beating us inside as well. Uh, Coleman had a had a catch to extend a drive too. I mean, the, the Ogletree was terrible. We need to get that guy out Man. of here as quickly as possible. But you know, who also had a bad game. I want to get your thoughts on this line. Marcus May. Marcus May didn't play yeah. very well either. He was getting beat quite a bit too. Before the season, I thought of him as kind of that guy who's more better in coverage. And then last week, he kind of did that Adams role, just at the line, blitzing and stuff. So. Maybe you can't play in that both. Maybe that's the situation. But, man. yeah, I was pretty disappointed about that. But, man, yeah. Quinn Williams yeah. finally showed up. That that was nice. That was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, he did. You know, Quinn but, Williams had a solid game. Those two sacks, he almost got that fumble. You know who else had a solid yeah. game, though? 
I mean, outside of Sam Darnold, Makai Becton. I thought Makai oh, Becton was oh, yeah. pretty good. He was very physical. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the way he plays? Yeah, he's been playing well. Like, you know, I, I said I don't really keep my eyes glued on the on the tackle, especially the left tackle you can't see as well, depending on, like, camera angle and stuff. But, man, I didn't see that much pressure coming Sam's way, and I've looked at some of, like, the tape, like some of the analysts I know, what's his name, uh, Baldy or something. Yeah, he did a, a breakdown. He was just shoving people, and it was it was cool to see. Yeah. And it just it's one of, it's that kind of drastic that it's like it's boring when it happens, but once you once it happens, it stay it can stay that way for like the next decade, and that's really exciting to see. Yeah, yeah, man, I, it's just it's just tough to watch the Jets play this way and uh, watch our coach handle our QB this way. It's just absolutely atrocious. But I want to thank you for calling in, man, and I want you to have a good night, all right? Absolutely, man. You too. Man, Elias called in with the fire. I want to thank him for calling in as well. Listen, callers, please keep calling in. I'm gonna, We're going to get to the callers, absolutely. We're going to talk to everybody. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. And then to hear the players to hear our, our, our safety, McDougal, the guy we just got from Seattle, to hear Avery Williamson talk about the issues with practice and how the Jets aren't, aren't practicing how they should, aren't practicing to win. The practices aren't fast. They're not crisp. <laughs> Direct indictment on Adam Gaze. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. We're going to get back to the callers in a second. Everyone, please keep calling in. Please keep calling in. The number is 515-602-9639. We're definitely going to talk about this team. We're definitely going to talk about this loss to the Niners. I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. Val Outlaw says, we look like we're the worst team in the NFL right now. Every team looks like they're developing, and we look like we're declining. Absolutely, Val. We look terrible. We look horrific. It's ridiculous. Sam G. Sam G. says, I've had enough of the narrative that the Jets should draft Trevor Lawrence. Listen, there's so many people out there that think that Sam is the problem and that we should draft Lawrence like he's going to somehow completely magically change this franchise. It's crazy. It's completely crazy. Brandon Jaco says, imagine if crowds were allowed at MetLife. The boos would be extraordinary. Brandon, <laughs> they would have got booed out the stadium. I was booing at my house. <laughs> I'm watching the game booing. You know what I'm saying? completely ridiculous. I'm going to get away from the chat. I'm going to go back to the callers. Everyone in the chat, please keep, uh, you know, writing those comments. We'll get right back to you. I'm going to go back to the callers really quickly. 984, 984, I'm coming to you. Let me know what you think about this Jets loss to the 49ers. Hey, Joe, it's always a pleasure, man. It's good to finally get through. How you doing? How's it going, man? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm hanging in there, hanging in there, as good as I could under the circumstances. I know it's it's rough. Oh. This is one of the roughest periods I've been through as a Jet fan since Rich Coach. I don't know if that's a little before your time. I've been a Jet fan oh, for 40 yeah. years. I'm from New York, Brooklyn, New York, even though I'm currently calling okay. North Carolina, Jets and uh-huh. Yankees. And a lot of sometimes on my mind, I'll be thinking about different stuff and uh, contemplating things. And I'm going to throw, throw some stuff out there. I'd like to try to submit some good commentary. Uh, we know Gates has got to go. And the yeah. ownership were incompetent fools to hire him to defend it again with. You know what I'm saying? I got a bad vibe when he came to his own press conference. Hi. I mean, the only person that talked about it publicly was Stevie A. And uh, it's just a bad tone I got. And it's so, you know, come to pass that he wasn't, wasn't very good at all. I know he didn't have a very sterling reputation in Miami. I was one of the rare ones that tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I tried to say, okay, 
messed up. We all know you messed up there. Let's see what you can do with us. You know, I tried to look at some examples, exceptions like Belichick in Cleveland. You know, he didn't become the Bill Belichick we knew. You know, some, something happened. He flipped the switch out there, and I think he learned and became a legend. And sadly, it's not the case with Gase. Gase has got to go. Gase is wide. I think he knows he's on borrowed time. But I think we have to mm. think a little deeper about the implication. We know he's got to go. You know he's got to go. There's going to be mounting pressure in the weeks ahead, the weeks and months ahead to, for him to move on and get him out of there. We all want him out of there. Now, if we get a new coach, the enemy, there's a few names I wrote down, made some notes of, and I saved those notes to take a look and do a little research on that are good candidates. Now, we have to think about the implications here. We bring a new man in here. What if he wants his own man? What if we tank? We'll know in the next few weeks whether this franchise is really tanking. See, what's happening here is building where we could be tanking for the top pick. Now, if we tank this season for the top pick, we're going, we get, get, get our wish, I, I'll be a happy man to hear an announcement, breaking news that Adam Gates has been fired as the head coach of the Jets. I'll be as happy as I was when Coach Ike got fired. God knows I was happy. <laughs> and then you've got to consider the implications of months ahead after that. The new coach will come in, you know he's going to want to bring his people. And you know it's rare that you have holdovers. The rare exception was Mike Westall. You know, we had those different regimes, Herman Edwards and all of them, Eric Mangini. You know, Westall was a holdover because he had such a strong reputation that they couldn't fire him. He had such a sterling name and reputation. He was a long holdover. If a new people come in, they're going to want to bring their own men in there, and they may want their own quarterback. Now, if we hold the yeah, top he, pick, we know the top prospects are Trevor Lawrence. And Justin mm-hmm. Fields. I've been taking a look at Justin Fields as well. He looks phenomenal. So, you know, mm-hmm. what are you saying? Yeah. Yo, first off, again, I want to thank you for calling in. And, you know, it's great that you yeah. bring up this point. Because I'm, I'm going to talk to you about the game in just a second. But it's great that you bring in this oh, yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. kind of already have a plan for this. So here's the deal. Uh-huh. I think that any coach that, we, any coach that we bring in should be a guy that's ready and willing to work with Sam Darnold. That's the, that's the type of coach that we need to bring in. If a guy's not willing and ready to work with Sam Darnold, then he probably shouldn't be on our list. And it's because we haven't given – first off, we gave up a lot of capital to move up to get Sam Darnold. So if you get yes, rid of him did. without ever yes, giving him did. protection, without ever giving him yes. weapons, without ever giving him a good coach, you pretty much just burn that up in smoke. I mean, you just yeah. took money out your pocket, lit it on fire, and just said, okay, hey, I don't care about that. those hundreds. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. Yeah. So that, that would but be, to me, this, ridiculous. It would be a waste of capital. Case, I think what we, do, I think what we should do, I think what we should do, yeah, uh-huh. well, well, I think what we should do is that we should bring in a guy. I love Eric B., Eric B. Anemi from, uh, from Kansas City. Love him. I think he's a guy that we should look to bring in. I think we bring him yeah. in. If we do end up with the first pick or a, a top two pick or whatever, we take that pick and we ask for uh-huh. a king's ransom and trade uh-huh. down. That allows you uh-huh. to stockpile capital. That also allows you to stockpile talent. That also allows you well, to fill this team. Yeah, fill this team with talent yeah. to draft or even use those draft picks that you that you got from trading down to trade for other players like OBJ, yeah. who's on <laughs> who's right. on everybody's you know who's on everybody's uh, the tip on everybody's tongue right now. That guy has been talking about getting traded yeah. for how long? You telling me that we can use a weapon like OBJ? There's other guys out there that we talked about trading for as well. We need to do whatever yeah. we can do to put weapons around this young quarterback, and I think drafting yeah. another quarterback yeah. is not going to be the answer. And I understand that some coaches, you know, coaches want to come in. They may want their own quarterback, but we've also seen success stories 
from guys that came in yeah. and worked with the quarterback was there. He was talented. That's I why just the thing to look at Sean is these weeks coming up and see if this team is tanking. Because yeah. I think my gut is telling me, I'm going to be for sure after the next few weeks, but my gut is telling me they tanking. Now, if we hold yeah. that top well, pick, that would be an attractive mm-hmm. piece for whoever that new head coach is. I'm a little nervous about, you know, about us being a, a, able to attract top coaching candidates because we've been such a mess. And they know our yeah. ownership is weak. And even though I hope we can cancel, Joe Douglas's presence can cancel some of that out. But he's got a good name and a yeah. good rep. You, 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 know really like you know what the thing is? Yeah, you know, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know what the thing is about that? And I hear you. Yeah. Uh, being concerned about attracting coaching candidates because this franchise has been such a circus. But guess what? The offseason, before we hired Adam Gaze, there were coaches. Uh, Mike McCarthy wanted to come here. I'm talking about he, did. he had offers to yeah, other teams and came out publicly and said, hey, listen, I understand, you know, these other teams want me, but I want to coach the Jets because yeah. I want to coach Sam Darnold. Yeah, I really wanted Mike McCarthy. But if that. we would have hired Matt Rule, that would have been a, 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 a consolation yeah. prize I could have rolled with because I didn't know he was a local guy. Exactly. I found out many months back that man was a Jersey guy. I didn't know Matt Rule was a local yep. guy. I know he saved people, some yep. folks like him. A lot of folks like uh, Matt Rule. He's a good man. Yeah. I don't understand why we didn't line, line up the energy and go on and take off a local guy like a man. I mean, it would have been an unknown. You know, he was he ain't got the same rep like Mark McCarthy, you know, working in Green Bay and so forth. You know, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I I, I would have wished that we would have went with Rule. And we could have went with Todd Munkin, who was out there as well, who was looking for a doctor. Yeah, Aaron B was good. out there Todd as well. Munkin. You should have got – yeah, we should we should we could have went with any of those guys, but I'm not necessarily. I, I mean, uh, I get to understand the, the circus aspect, the issues with the franchise, but with Joe Douglas being here and with a franchise quarterback like Sam being here, and people understanding and identifying that the talent is there with Sam, and understanding that you know, this kid is being put in a situation where nobody would be able to succeed. I could see a, a, a coach like yeah. McVay yeah. or like, even look at what Gruden's doing with Carr. Out there, you know, well, now they're in Vegas, out there with the Raiders. Look what Gruden is yeah, doing with Carr. Right. I remember people saying Carr's trash. <laughs> Listen, he went out there and handled business against the Saints. <laughs> okay. Why? Because Gruden yeah, is putting right. him in a situation with the play calling. Okay. But I want to get back to this yeah. game with you because we're, we're talking about coaching right now, and I know you want to get Gaze out of here, but I want to get your thoughts on what the players were saying after the game when you got guys like Avery Williamson and our safety McDougal coming out and saying that the Jets are not practicing the win. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, we know that uh, Adam Gaze is uh, a very incompetent, maybe one of the most incompetent coaches that has ever held a coaching position. And we know yep. he, he's pretty much disconnected and out of touch, and I think the practices are a reflection of that. I don't think he understands the, the, the full details of the game as far as work ethic, conducting a good practice, and, you know, how to really prep the team for games. I don't think he understands that at all. You know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. he was a byproduct of nepotism. Unadulterated oh, nepotism. It was about who he knew. It wasn't about what he knew. It was who he knew. You know, because he connected with Peyton Manning, and because people had so much high esteem and respect for Peyton Manning, and he passed the word down because they knew each other. That's what got Gates that job. You know, you be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what got Gates that job. It wasn't because he had a sterling reputation on his own of being a particularly great head coach. It was because of his connection with Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning spoke up for him. That's what got him that job, but that's the kind of mentality our owners have. You know, they just listen to somebody just call Peyton Manning, call him who didn't even want to come to him. 
he just reach out and he called the Johnson and say, Well man, you need to hire consider this guy. You know what I'm saying? I worked with him and then they took his word for it and said, Yeah, we'll hire him, you know what I'm saying? Man. I I mean that was just just completely ridiculous. And it wasn't just Manning either, it was also the fact that we allowed McCagnan to still be around. And the hiring of Gage yeah, was a yeah, big yeah. part of McCagnan being here because McCagnan wanted to be able to keep his job. And Gage at the time yeah. was coming from Miami where he, he had That's no right. right at all to go anywhere and say, hey, I want to call my own shots. He had just blown up Miami. So That's he right. slithered in the door and said, I'll, just, I'll take whatever you can give That's me. That's right. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just call the plays. I just want to work with Sam Darnold. I'll just do whatever. And what happened? We're right behind yeah. uh, Max back, got him fired, which Max should have been fired just when, when – when Todd Bowles was fired, that was a yeah, bad decision, last and year. we ended up with Gage. After that debacle I mean, with the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football, he, saw, he really was supposed to be fired then. A good owner would got sick and yep. tired of it, called him to his office, yep. and just you know just told him that he was going to let him go as a coach and just fired him then. You know what I'm saying? And Donald talking yeah, about he was yeah. seeing ghosts. It was horrible. It was, it was really it bad. Was I was hallucinating. I said, what? He was seeing goals. I, I, wanna, was, I mean, it, it was crazy, man. But I want to get your thoughts on this defense as well, because you know we talked about the offense quite a bit. Were you shocked when we were giving up that? We gave up that big run on third down and thirty-one. I think it was like fifty-five yards. We couldn't you know get these is? guys off the field. This defense was trash. Can you, you know please let me know your defense? thoughts on it? I'm gonna tell you, they missed Jamal. I know Marcus May is a good player. Quentin Williams, that's good. He's showing signs of finally waking up and doing a little bit what we draft him to do. But, you know, you can't lose too much premium talent and have it not affect the unit. We lost Jamal Adams and C.J. Mosley. These are two pro bowls, all-pro talents. You just cannot lose that much talent and have it not impact the unit. We lost two leaders, not one, really two leaders on this defensive mm-hmm. unit. I knew it was going to have negative implications. I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be quite yeah. this bad, but I knew it was going to be bad. You can't lose that much talent having not impact the unit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to deal with the yeah, loss of yeah. Adams at least for the first year or so until we can gradually, in, you know, integrate some new faces in there to try to um, replace them. Though you can never really fully replace a guy like Adam. He's a stud. You got to give him that, you know? Yeah, no, look, I hear you. You know, I, I mean – I understand Jamal Adams was gone, but, I mean, there were games last year, that Dolphins game, we were horrific, and he was out there on the field, and they beat us, and that team was yeah. in a full-blown tank mode. Yeah, one of the worst games he's ever had uh, in that game. I remember he was out there for the Bengals game, too. Uh, the C.J. Mosley stuff, I can see that affecting us as well. I just think the defense just came out not prepared, not yeah. ready. I mean, you look at what was going on out there. It was crazy. Like some of the things, yeah. Ogletree had no business being out on that field whatsoever. He was getting beat. All day long, a lot of yeah. big runs were because he was well, you know, out of position. Uh, Tree, when he first came out of school, he was one of them prospects I really liked in those other rounds. But you know what it is now? He's a shell of what he was coming out of college. He, he's washed up. He's shot. Yeah. He's a shot player. Yeah. We brought yeah. a guy in that just was wasted and had nothing left. I think they just no. threw it out there and said, we'll just throw him out there. I think the injuries may be far worse than being reported for them to throw out, you know, out over Tree out there like that. I thought, I thought we had a little yeah. bit more of a depth chart. Had guys in our own, you know, within the organization that could step out there and be ready to start. You know what I'm saying? What happened yeah. to the linebacker we I mean, last year that was coming on? I think he got injured or something, and something happened. Yeah. I mean, Cass, Cassman is a guy, you know, that was coming on. Yeah. Like you just said, he, he's Cassman dealing with an injury. 
you, oh, you okay. hope to see more out of Adrian Williamson, though. We would like to see him use more, utilize more within the D, but yeah, he didn't yeah. well, you know, know, get much of a chance. But injuries the last two years. Yeah. I mean, he's coming yeah, off that ACL. Had... He said he's, he's healthy, he's ready to go, but he didn't really get his um, chance. But I want to get your thoughts on Quentin Williams uh, and the way yeah. that he played. You know what I'm saying? He showed up. The, the young kid yeah. has had quite a bit of pressure on him from Jets fans. You know, people streaming, oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. least on my timeline. You know, some people already said he's a bust. You know so a lot of people like myself was rallying for Josh Allen from mm-hmm. all, I was there. I Kentucky who wanted to take him. Some people like Quentin yep. Williams. I'm not to say I didn't like Quentin Williams, but I thought we should have took Josh Allen. So what it is, he got that cloud. He got that hanging over his head. But we could have took yep. Allen, and we took the gamble and went on and took uh, Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams is, is a superb talent. He needed a little bit mm-hmm. of strength work, and he came in basically like a big, big puppy, you know, with the braces, <laughs> you know, like a big kid. And you can see that he's yeah. very young and need a little bit of time. But we're really not going to see him – Blossom to his full potential. Use this a three-year window, you know, for the young process like that. They got to get strength work in, build muscle. Yeah. He's got the technique because he had the technique coming out of college. I mean, he was a very refined mm-hmm. prospect. That's what helped to get him selected as the third pick. You know, he wasn't a raw prospect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. listen, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to keep going to the rest of these callers, man. We got a lot of callers, but I want to oh, thank you for calling in, man. And next time, you know what I'm saying, I want to hear from you when yeah, I stream. Yeah, thank you for taking my uh, call, buddy. Talk about this team. All right, you yeah, have a good I night, man. I you back again, and you take care now. All right, you have a good night. Okay, you too. Yeah, listen, <laughs> what a caller calling in straight from the Carolinas. You know, he absolutely dropped fire. I'm talking about tons of knowledge, know exactly what he was talking about. Everyone's saying the same thing. You got to get rid of Adam Gaze. You got to get rid of this guy. You cannot have this guy here. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. The coaching is horrific. The decisions are horrific. The lack of adjustments, that's horrific. I mean, the game plan is horrific. Everything is just bad. You've got to move on from this guy. You've got to, and you've got to do it soon. But when you do it, you also got to turn around and get the right guy in here. I keep bringing up the names. McVay, look at what Gruden's doing with Carr. They're turning, they're turning those kids' careers around, or they've already turned them around. Nobody's talking about golf being a bust anymore. Everyone's looking at Carr right now saying, okay, this kid actually has got some talent. He's got the offensive mind next to him now. Okay, he's turning things up. I'm going to get I'm gonna get to the chat. The callers, we're going to get to you in a second. I know my lines are filled. We will get to you. Believe me, I'm going to get to you. But I've got to get to these to the chat boys real quick. So let's take a couple out of the chat. Elias Solomon says, not only is no protection awful, no weapons because the QBs try to play hero ball and force balls that there shouldn't be. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens. When you, don't have, when you don't have the weapons you need, when they're not out there, and you're trying to do whatever you can. I'm saying you do tend to play some hero ball and mistakes will be made. Omar in the chat says, Adam Gaze is the worst thing that has happened to the Jets in years. That is a fact. That's a big fact. It's a big fact. One of the biggest mistakes we made in franchise history is hiring Adam Gaze. I'm serious. Completely ridiculous. TJ Decker says, Mike McCagnum was the one who wanted Gaze. The last kiss of death before he left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just completely ridiculous, man completely ridiculous that guy should have been fired he should have been fired i'm going to get back to these calls 111 i'm coming straight to you i want to hear your thoughts on this this jets game against the niners and how we got beat hey what's up great show how are you i'm all right how are you 
I'm doing great. My name's Brian. I'm from, uh, I grew up in Boston, so I'm a Pats fan. Don't hold that against me, but I'm living in Manhattan for a few years. And I've been watching the Jets and the Giants, and I love your show, and I love your strategy on the draft. That's great. But I don't know what the hell they're doing. They kind of adopted the Jets as my team now, even though I still love the Patriots. This guy, Gase, was under 500 in Miami. The Jets hire him under some guys. Peyton Manning made a call, or he's a quarterback whisperer. He's still under 500. Mm -hmm. And in the interim, before he even coached a game in New York or New Jersey, they they made him the general manager. I can't believe it. I mean, it all started (laughs) with his eyes at the press conference. Honestly, I'm not judging him, but that press conference was like something out of Saturday Night Live with his eyes and then the locker room culture that he's – He's developing is not good. You lost Jamal Adams. I was watching the Pats and the Seahawks on Sunday night. Jamal Adams is a beast. I mean, that's a big yeah. loss. I mean, he's all over the field and he's an animal. And then uh, yeah. the other thing yeah. with Gates is he doesn't comport himself well, whether it's on the sidelines, if it's in the uh, pregame or the postgame conference. He never takes responsibility. I mean, he's just a joke. And then um, – yeah. Not allowing his quarterback to audible is just incredible too. I mean, I can't wait till these other coaches hear that. They're gonna be su- they're gonna be licking their lips. While I was on hold, <laughs> I I looked up some stats, okay? And um in two thousand and twenty, they're dead last in yards per game. They were also dead last in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. And total points per game in two thousand and nineteen and two thousand and twenty, they were both second to last in the league. In passing yep. yards, they were third and fourth, respectively, last in the league. And then in ru- total rushing, they were second to last both years. And I know there's only been two games, but for this guy to be called in a creative offensive mind or a great offensive mind or a quarterback whisperer is just ridiculous. It's a joke, and I don't know where – I don't know what he has a spell over these people to get a head coaching job. Maybe he's a good coordinator. Maybe he's – no, honestly, maybe he's a second – Guy in command. Some guys can't be true leaders. Maybe he's good on the on on the sidelines, and maybe he would be a good. I don't know what, but I don't like him. I don't think they should keep him. I think they should fire him immediately. But I think these guys that own the team are billionaires, and I don't know how engaged they are in the team. So I know I threw a lot at yeah. you, but I'd like to hear your feedback. No, listen. No, first off, Brian, I want to thank you for calling in. And listen, you know, I understand you're a fan of another team, you know, but I have, you know, various fans from other teams that love to call in and listen and, uh, you know, adopt us. You know what I'm saying? Put that green on for a second. We're going to get you. you I can do that. I'm a fan of football, and I love your show. I like the videos you put out. So I'm like, I'm going to call and get on this show and see, you know, I like that. So. And we can yeah, uh, thank you so much. Like thank you so much. And yeah. you know, again, I want to thank you for for calling in, and, and you're welcomed in. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're a fan of any team. You want to talk green? <laughs> we're here to do it. But look, I, I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm just mind blown at how this guy, <laughs> why we hired this guy and brought him in here, and how we continue to allow him to be here. And like you said, Chris Johnson, the Johnsons are some of the worst owners in all of sports. I've never seen. Owners like this, you had Chris Johnson no. literally came out and called the man a brilliant offensive mind. How? We the, nothing supports How do you that. Do that. The numbers How don't do support do it. 
the the, the, the film doesn't support it. Nothing supported. What makes you look at Adam Gaze and his 32nd ranked offense, which we'll probably have a 32nd ranked offense again this year, and say that that is offensive brilliance? What are you on? Right. I don't know where he gets saying that. I mean, don't say it. Nothing says it. And even if the eyeball test, some people say about the eyeball test, well, they look good. And it would be one thing if they were 0-2, right? And then they were competing and they had good uh, positive culture that they were fostering in the locker room and they were bringing in new new players or whatever. But I have to tell you, someone said that they were tanking, and that's very plausible. But if I was this guy at – uh, that there's saying is going to be the number one quarterback, I wouldn't go to the Jets. I'd hold out. I seriously would. And I'm not sure they're thinking. I just think this – I'm serious. No offense. I think this guy, with the ownership they have and with the coach they have, and that defensive player, Quinton – what is it, Quinton Williams? Quinton Williams. The guy. Yeah. I like him. I think he's a great player, yeah. and he's a very good talent. I think he's been a little hamstrung, too, by with this coaching staff. And it's not only maybe calling plays or putting a strategy together, but it's also just that esprit de corps and just everything that goes with it. I think he's coming along and he's improving, but I think he would be tremendously better if Gase wasn't the head coach. So I hope they fire him. Yeah. I don't want anyone to get fired, but – he really doesn't deserve the job in the first place. And it would be one thing if he performed and, and, and brought them along. But anyways, I just I guess I'll sign yeah. off. But I love the show. I, um, yeah. I'm i not a big fan of the no swearing, but I'll behave myself. And um, thank I'll you. keep listening. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Brian. And you have a good night, man. Thank you so much. You too. Oh, man, listen, we have Brian calling in. You know what I'm saying? He's a fan of another team, but guess what? We got him here with the green. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank him again for calling in. I want to thank him for watching the streams. Uh, man, it's completely ridiculous. The 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 hole that this team is in is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. We're going to go after the chat. We're going to go back to the callers again. When I come back to the callers, 904, you're coming up next. And then 412, you're right after him. Listen. This chat is going absolutely crazy right now. TJ Decker in the chat says, Sam also can't live up to his potential because Gaze won't take the training wheels off. Yes, he can. He can make plays. Maybe not Mahomes, but he'll be a top five if he has a good coach and NFL caliber wide receivers. Exactly. The fact that you're not allowing your quarterback in the third year to make audibles at the line, that is atrocious. That's atrocious. Anyone that listened to Steve Young, anyone that even dealt with football could tell you there's things that Sam can see on that field that Adam Gaze can't. How do you not allow him to make the change if changes needed to be made on the field? He's in his third year. (laughs) This is where you see a quarterback ascend, take the next step, and be able to really manipulate the offense, take the lead, take the command of the offense, and move forward. You're hamstringing him. You're stunting his growth. You're doing that because of your ego. You think the plays that you call are perfect, and so no one should go away from them. You're a nut job, Adam Gaze, and you should be fired. I can't wait till you get fired. Oh, man. <laughs> Legion of Knicks podcast. Yo, shout out to Legion of Knicks. Legion of Knicks says, this is crazy. Why is Joe Douglas allowing this garbage? <laughs> he should Listen, Gaze should be fired immediately. Without a shadow of a doubt, should be gone. 
No reason for him to be here. I'm going to go back to the callers really quickly. 904, you're on the call. I want to hear what you have to think about the Jets losing to the Niners in this fashion and Adam Gaze still being the coach of the New York Jets. Oh, excuse me, 412. 412, you're on the call, man. Hey, what's up, Long Beach Joe, man? This is our Legion of Knicks podcast, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm fairly the. It, it makes no sense. In okay, if you're Joe Douglas, right? I understand that GMs that want to come in and they want to build with their own vision, right? They want to build, but if you have certain pieces in place that can get you to, because the vision is winning a, a Super Bowl, I would assume. If you ask all the GMs, they'll say, "What is your ultimate goal? Is to win a Super Bowl, right?" If your ultimate goal yep. is to win a Super Bowl, right, and you're Joe Douglas, fair yep. enough, you don't have the the control to fire Gase, who is I, – I, I don't want to insult idiots by calling him an idiot. Maybe he's like an amoeba. Like, he just – you know, amoebas don't have complicated brain systems. I'll call him something close to that because I'm not going to insult idiots. If you have the – like, why wouldn't you go to, to, the, to Woody or Chris Johnson, whichever idiotic Johnson there is, why don't you say, hey, look, I can't stay here any longer. I need control over coaching. And put it like this, hey, I came from the Ravens. I came from the, the Eagles. I have guys from those systems that want to come here to coach up this team so we can have the best of both worlds. Hey, we can bring the, the Doug Peterson, some Doug Peterson guys, some John Harbaugh guys. Why not have that? If the guy, if Woody Johnson, if Chris Johnson says, hey, I, don't, I want to do things my way. Just leave because you're going to get a job back with the Eagles. You're going to get a job back with whoever. Why would you sully your name by allowing a guy like Sam Darnold, who we've seen in the rookie year? Rookie year, we were, we were, we were all complain about Jeremy Bates. You know how much – you know how badly yeah. I miss Jeremy Bates, bro? Oh. We had Sam Darnold looking like a oh possible franchise quarterback, throwing the ball down – if guys that don't believe me, obviously all these Jets fans believe me. But go and look at what he did against the Houston Texans. Go and look at what he did against the Raiders, against the Colts, against the um, the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Beat the Packers. And you're sitting yeah. here and tell me this guy is better off dinking and dunking. I think he took his first deep downfield shot like what was it, in the third or fourth quarter. I'm talking about. Deep it was like the, yeah, the third guy, or fourth quarter. We were down already. Bro, I, every second down, what is it? Either screen or run pass. Go look at how the defense, the defenses, and I forgot who did the video on this, but the defenses are almost, it's almost insulting. We're on second down. We have, we'll have single high coverage with the safety, and they're playing press man. And you had, when Brashad Perriman was healthy, you have Brashad Perriman one-on-one. A speed demon in Brashad Perriman, and you're going to tell me on second and 10 second, whatever, you're not going to try to take a shot downfield with a guy you brought oh. in to be a downfield threat? He's going to run. Oh, let me just run uh, 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 Frank Gore up the middle again because he's 37 years old, and he's only 37-year-old running back. Are you shit, bro? Bro, bro. <laughs> this is what I like about the football community. Your boy, uh, Steve Young, came out, and he was just – he didn't trash, but he said, he said, wait, you can't audible out of – he said, that's nonsense. He said, there are few, the only way to teach a quarterback – in the game, it's allowed him to audible in tough situations. The only way, he said, when they said, well, what about fourth and seven? Are they, he said, bro, there are a plethora of plays you can run on fourth and seven. Mind you, I think it was, exactly. it was uh, uh, Sanchez who ran a uh, fourth and one against the Steelers uh, in the, in the yep. regular season game. He ran a naked bootleg for the touchdown? Was it yep. that? That, was, that was fourth and yep. one. So what, 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 
guys, I, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna curse. I swear my life I can curse. I Please don't curse. Don't curse. The family show now. I will Come not on. curse. I will not curse. But these players, Avery Williamson came out. Uh, um, uh, I think it's McDonald or McDougal. Excuse me. Came out so far. These guys need to go on a soft strike. Hey, I'm not gonna give him my. Hey, I'm not getting hurt for this guy because Sam Darnold. You are wasting. Think about this, Sam Darnold. You are playing football now. When you're 50, 60, you might not be able to walk yeah. well again. And I understand this football game is a little bit safer, safer now, but look at guys like Earl Campbell, who, as much as I respect Earl Campbell, this guy, his body is decrepit. You are yeah. sacrificing your body for a guy who's playing with your life, Sam Darnold. I don't know if your parents are talking to you. I don't know who's talking to you. You guys on this Jets team, you need to all do. I know Makai Beckton, I love what you're showing. You are looking like a low-grading demon out there. It's beautiful, but you're playing for – Yeah, Makai's playing well. Quinnen Williams, you had a great game last game. And I said this, Quinnen Williams is not a 3-4 nose tackle. He is a 4-3 demon. You allow, allow him to play one-on-one against guys, teach him a little bit more of Aaron Don. I understand if you want to play him inside, blah, blah, fair enough. But you have guys who – think about this. Brandon Shell, and I forgot who else. They were talking about the Jets uh, indirectly, saying, yeah, hey, it feels good to be 2-0. And these guys are looking like good players for, for uh, competitors, for contenders. Guys, Jets, wake up. This is not football. They're sacrificing your lives for, I don't know what reason, for what, Trevor Lawrence? And you bring in Trevor Lawrence. Man. So what is Trevor Lawrence going to do with this coach and this, this personnel, bro? What is he going to do? Exactly. Clemson got receivers, bro. T. Higgins? But, bro, Clemson got receivers. Trevor Lawrence, if I were you, I would pull a Peyton Manning and say, I mind you, Peyton Manning, who didn't want to come to the Jets in 97 or was or whatever, stay in school extra year, he's telling us to get gays. Hey, Trevor Lawrence, don't come to the Jets. I'm telling you. Do not. If we, if we have to get Gase out and get the ownership to either sell or change up, you guys need to go on a soft strike. Boycott the Jets in terms of playing for this team. You do not. Don't kill yourself for this team. Adam Gase is in charge of lives. <laughs> How? Man. Man. It's completely ridiculous. And you're, you're actually bringing the fire, Legion. Again, I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your thoughts about this defense, though, man, because – <laughs> to start the game out with an 80-yard run by Mozart, oh. the way that Ogletree looked, completely terrible. Ogletree. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, Ogletree is playing with like he has a fridge on his on his back. Um, he's, he looks slow. He looks terrible. The fact that the Jets were, I believe, number two in run defense last year. Uh, and shout-out to Jamal Adams. Look, I, I, I don't like how the way he went about it, but I thought that the reason why he left in, ter- in terms of team – with regards to team being up was he was right. Um, and, and Greg Williams is a, is a boomer bust guy. So, you know, some years he looks excellent and some years he doesn't. And I think that – I think it's a mixture, bro. I think that you have players on this team where it's like, I'm just going to give it half, half of me. I'm not going to go and try to work hard to set the edge. You know, Jenkins, I mean, on, on that play, it was that, – that's, that's embarrassing. And the fact that he almost had another one if it wasn't for a flag, it's truly embarrassing. So, if it gets – if it, look, uh, if, it, if it gets back that these players are playing halfway because – they're tired of Gase and they're just tired of the buffoonery. I can't argue yeah. with it because this again, this team. Honestly, Jamal Adams, don't get me wrong, was an absolute beast last year, but he wasn't the only reason why yeah. the Jets were number two. I mean, you saw guys like Cal Phillips. You saw guys. I mean, Cal Phillips looked like you. Everybody was like, "Who the hell is this guy? He looks good. Where did yeah. he come from?" So the fact that they're not doing it this year, I mean, it speaks volumes, man. But this defense. I mean, you got, got yeah. bums. You got Pierre, Pierre Desir who got a a, a lucky interception. Oh. He looked look terrible. This year, terrible. Oh, um, that guy is horrible. 
looked hard. He looked oh. horrible. And then they're playing. And, they, and even last game, they're playing a lot of soft coverage. So this one I'm confused about on third down, right? Why are they playing so so much uh, uh, off man coverage? Like Todd Bowles used to do this stuff a lot, and I'm like, all right, well, if it's third and five. Once he crosses the five-yard or whatever the market is to get that five-yard, and he turns around and catches it, okay, you made the tackle, but you allowed a first down. Like, why aren't you playing more up front? Man, hey, if you beat you, beat you, but you're not going to make it easy. Press him at the line. Be a little bit more aggressive. Why does it just do that? Like, they've been doing this for years. I I don't understand why we play off-man coverage, especially on third down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, the defense just looked terrible all day, man. I mean, but I want to thank you for calling in, Legion, man. I'm, next yeah, time okay. I have my show, next time I stream, bro, please call in, man. I'm serious. I, oh, I absolutely oh. love talking to you. You brought the fire, bro. Oh, I'm coming back. You know that, baby. But, yo, again, I'm yeah. happy. I see you doing your thing now, man. Salute to you, man. I'll yeah. be back here uh, next week, man. So, peace, bro. Peace. All right, thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Man, Legion of Knicks called in. I'm talking about with absolute fire. (laughs) He spit his takes. I want to go to this chat really quickly. We're going to get back to the callers, though. 901, you're going to be up next. When I get back to the callers, and then 904, uh, you're going to be the last one. So Jet Black says, Gaze isn't ready for the Colts defense. I don't think he's ready for any defense, Jet Black. (laughs) I don't think he's ready for any defense. I don't think he's ready for the Colts. I don't think he's ready for any of the teams that we have coming up. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. Fernando Flores, yo, shout out to you, Fernando. He says, I would hire Greg Roman as the head coach. I know there's some people out there that are screaming for Greg. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get back to these callers. Chat, keys keep going off. I'm going to definitely get back to you folks. But 901, I'm coming directly to you. 901, let me know what your thoughts are about this Jets team and this loss to the 49ers. Hey, what's going on, Long Beach Joe? What's going on, my man? Give me your name and where you're from. Hey, man, this is uh, D out of Memphis, man. What's going on, D? How how are you feeling about this loss and the way the Jets are looking? Man, this team, man. I, <laughs> I mean, where can I? I mean, where can we? Where can I? Where can I start, man? I mean, first of all, this this offense, man. Yeah, I mean, how many years do we got to go where this offense is just complete trash? I mean, oh man, you come out with the. I mean, oh, this is my thing with Adam Gates, man. You start the game, okay? You go into the game with a game plan, but then when you get into the game and you see something is not working, why don't you? Why don't you change the game plan? You, Hello. you continue doing. You continue doing the same thing over and over, which is the definition of insanity. <laughs> I mean, how many five-yard outs can we throw? How many, how many screens can we third and nine? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, well, the, uh, man, you're, you're, you're already talking that talk. I'm right there with you. I'm looking at this situation. It's like he's the, like the lord of screens. <laughs> he's the king of the screen I'm talking about wide receiver screen it, That's all he runs, it's insane But like you said, when you look at the situation like the, the lack of adjustments Even with the players that they had out Okay, what, what was one of the things We were so concerned about going into the game The Niners pass rush, right They come into the game without D Ford But you go, oh my god, but they still got Bosa That is a guy that can literally take over this game Then Bosa gets hurt Then Thomas gets hurt it's like, okay, well, they don't have their top, their two top pass rushers. They ain't got them. T- 
Thomas, even one of their guys that is on the defensive line that's a monster too, he goes down as well, and you still don't change the play call. You don't make the adjustment for the players that are out there. You don't try to attack and do certain things. You just keep running the same game plan that you came into the game with. That's atrocious. That's completely atrocious. But I want to get your thoughts on this, D. When he gave up on that fourth and seven and kicked the field goal, how did you feel, my man? Man, I mean, the score is 24 to, 24 to three. I mean, what is three points going to do, man? Oh, my God. Just go, just go for it. I mean, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And if you, I mean, if you remember, Ty, this was one of the things with Ty Bowles as well. I mean, we already, I mean, the score is yep. already out of hand. What is the point going to do? Just go for it. I mean, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing. But for me, it's the impact of, it's the impact that he's having on Sam Darnold. Right, it's the bad play calling. It's it's the positions that he's putting Darnold in, the things that he's not allowing to do, the way that he is, you know, stepping in front of his progression and stunting his growth. I gotta get your thoughts on this. How do you feel about the fact that Darnold can't audible out of the plays that Gaze calls? I mean, that's that's just. I mean, the guy's in his third year. I mean, I don't understand why. He's he's in the second year with you with with Adam Gates' system, so I don't understand why he wouldn't have more leeway to audible to something that if he if he sees it because obviously you yeah. know he's not on the field, so Sam can actually see it better than Adam would be able to see it from the sideline. So I just I mean yeah. it's just it's it's just at this point I mean Adam Gates got to go. I mean it's it's just that simple to me. Yeah. I mean I would have fired him yesterday. I mean I would have fired him Monday, Monday morning, but. Obviously, you know, it's probably going to be maybe it's going to probably take a, a, a one in seven start, one in eight start, something like that. And yeah. if you're looking at this schedule, yeah. I really don't I don't see where the wins are going to come from. I mean, I, I mean, maybe you may, you may beat Denver with the uh, quarterback, uh, Drew Locke being out. But if you look Tell at them the schedule, truth, you, you go ahead. Be, you're, not beating, you're not beating Arizona. At, I mean, you look Tell looking the like truth. the way we look, you're not beating – uh, the uh, Kansas City, obviously, uh, you know, I mean, you just look Tell at the, the truth. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> do, do you are speaking the truth? Thing, Tell them the truth. <laughs> one thing that kind of you know just rubbed the wrong way with Gates when in his press conference and with post game conference was when he went, 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 he said um they asked him about keeping it you know he 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 said he was gonna keep the tight ends in the block that was part of the game plan like dude like. It, 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 he was saying earlier, Bosa is out. Solomon Thomas. Ugh. I mean, these guys are out. Now it's time to uh, send send Herndon and Griffin up the scene. I mean, why are we not using yep. the I just don't, man. It's crazy. And you you brought up an excellent point. I was going to go there. But we had, we've talked about so much tonight. The fact, and that's why I said, hey, where's the adjustments? We came into this game and we said to ourselves, okay, well, uh, the offensive, the issues offensively that we have here outside of the play calling and, you know, the lack of talent was, hey, the wide receiver position because Crowder's missing. Crowder's hurt. He's not going to play. Well, hey, look, Herndon's got to be a guy. We got to target quite a bit. Uh, Griffin, we just signed that guy. We just gave that guy a, a new deal. Hey, he should absolutely be a guy that we use in this game. And you're continuing to l- utilize them as if Bosa's in this game. Why are you keeping them tight and keeping them blocking? 
These guys should be out. <laughs> they should be going out for passes. Exactly. Like you said, D, as well, you should be running these guys up the seam. But when you don't adjust and you, you have no clue what you're doing offensively, Gabe, this is what you're stuck with. When you have a guy that doesn't understand how to utilize players on his roster, and we've seen that across the board from in the past, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, from Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake, Grisecki, all these guys that have gotten away from him and have turned into better players without him. Now he comes here. I mean, is there any bigger, uh, you know, uh, a sign of that than the way that he dealt with Le'Veon Bell? Look, look at how he dealt with Le'Veon Bell, a guy that had a ton of yards, who came in here, who was literally a Hall of Famer player before he got here. He gets here, has to deal with Adam Gaze as the head coach, and he's the worst season of his entire career here. He looks completely different in this, in, in this scheme. It's not everyone else. It's Adam Gaze. If anyone's confused about who it is, it's Adam Gaze. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's exactly. the same thing everywhere he goes, man. It's completely ridiculous. But I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I want to go to the defense really quickly with you because we, we touched on a lot of stuff offensively. Defensively, when you saw them giving up the yardage that they did, particularly on third down, that third, that third and 31 where they gave a 55-yard run, I mean, how did you feel about this defense and Ogletree and May getting beat as well? How did you feel about what was going on out there? I mean, uh, I understand. I guess they're trying to bring Avery Williamson in kind of slow um, coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he can't get in here fast enough because this, these linebackers <laughs> are terrible. I mean, good Lord. So, uh, I mean, that's I mean, it's, it's really nothing to be said. I think the defense uh, get they'll be better. But my thing with the my thing with the defense is we still don't have a pass rush. I mean, so it's only so much the second is going is going to be able to do. You don't have a pass rush putting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. was fourteen for fifteen. I mean, on one leg. So <laughs> insane. Uh, Jimmy beat us on one leg, and then he left. And they still were, were moving the ball. <laughs> yeah. Then he left. He wasn't I mean, even playing and still moving the ball. Yeah, it's a, it's a disgrace, man, right now. We we just – Adam Gates can't get out of here fast enough for me. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. But, D, we're gonna, I'm going to get to the rest of these callers, man. I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have a good night. The next time I do a show, I definitely want to hear from you, my brother. All right. Appreciate you, man. All right. You have a good night. Man, D from Memphis calling in. This bringing the fire. Uh, you hear the frustration in his voice, like every other Jets fan is frustrated today. I mean, it's completely ridiculous what we're seeing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The coaching, the bad plays, the you know Ogletree going out there looking completely horrific. And then you got Adam Gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's trash. All right, give him another one. I, I, He's completely horrible. I mean, completely horrible. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. I'm going to get back to the callers after the chat, though. 904, you'll be up when I get back to those callers. Billy Dog in the chat says, I hate how the coach just gives up. Listen, Billy, first off, welcome to the stream. Listen, <laughs> you're, you're speaking facts, Billy. I mean, to see this guy on fourth and seven give up and kick a field goal, before that, <laughs> earlier in the game, you're it's third with third and eighteen. You run a dive. You're just giving up on plays. What are you doing? You don't have a play call that could win on fourth and seven. 
You're a fraud, gays. You're just a complete fraud. <laughs> Chat, guys, keep chatting. I'm going to get back to these callers. 904, you're up, 904. State your name, where you're from. I want to hear your thoughts about this Jets loss to the Niners. What's going on, guys? To all my fellow Jet ballers, don't forget to like, subscribe, and put a nice big comment section of Go Jets because we're future. All we're doing right now is leading the red carpet for Adam Gates' exit, people. Let's go Jets for the next 2021. I feel good about 2021, man. <laughs> First off, well, what's your name? Where are you from? I'm Chris from Florida. I was born in Queens, New York, and I'm a Jets fan because of my dad, so I blame him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, first off, I want to thank you for calling in as well, man. Listen, you come on with a lot of energy, and I hear you. This team right now not playing very well. A lot of people are already looking forward to next year. They're already writing this situation off. But we got to talk about this game, man, because when you look at this situation with Gaze and the way that he's handling stuff – what are your thoughts about the play calling and lack of adjustments that you're seeing from Adam Gaze? The play calling is ridiculous, my man. I cannot handle it. All of the same plays from last year to years that you can even copy. It's like he copied and pasted everything from Miami to, 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 uh, to Jets. I was like, is that what you did? Yeah. You, you basically screenshot everything from there and put it here, and all you did was edit the names out from the players and the, and the outfits. Yeah. Killing me, dude. Yeah. This guy is not a genius. I'm also blaming, you know who I really blame? I blame Peyton Manning because I think he's still salty after the Jets beat him and the Colts and the all uh, in the playoffs. That's what I think. That's why he did it. He totally pulled, he totally did that garbage on purpose. <laughs> well, you know, maybe this maybe this is him getting back at us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but what's what's the Johnson's excuse? I mean, the, the the fact that they hired this guy, the fact that Chris Johnson comes out and calls him an offensively brilliant mind, I mean, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. It's completely mind-boggling. But I want to get to some of the players with you as well on offense. What are your thoughts about All the right. play of Makai Becton? I mean, he was extremely physical against the Niners, and he won a lot of matchups. I mean, how are you feeling about the way he's playing left tackle? I'm loving how he's playing. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up player uh, player content. Uh, this is where I really put a lot of emphasis on our new GM, and I have a lot of faith. Uh, he got a good set of squads to do some talent searching, and Makai Becton has definitely shown the protection. Even just in the beginning of play when Bosa was out, that was Makai Becton putting in the pressure, man, getting all that, uh, getting all of that boy down on the ground, and even on the Buffalo plays. And not just Makai Becton, man. Uh, the uh, the punter man is doing well. Perryman, even when he was um. Not for shot, Perryman. I'm sorry. Uh, P. Ryan, when he just had that P. one Ryan, play, yeah. and he Ryan. went to a first down. Oh, my gosh. Like, look, and why didn't you use him again? He got you a first down on the side on the side play. So, I really am glad to see that the, the picks, at least three out of the few uh, that uh, Joe did get, are showing progressions. I'm just really sad they got a bad leader behind them. That's the thing I'm sad about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, the other offense, Greg Van Roan was terrible. I mean, that guy, that guy was terrible. Oh, my goodness. He did not have a great game. But I'll tell you what, Becton was a guy that definitely stood out on the offensive line. Extremely physical. I watched him pancake a guy as well. He he was getting his hands on guys and moving them. But this, you know, the play calling was horrific. And like you said as well, 
you know, you go away from guys that are making moves. Josh Adams on the fourth and one, to me, made no sense. The fact that oh, Darnold can't audible out of plays that he sees, I mean, how, are you, how do you feel about that one? The fact that in his third year, Gaze is not allowing him to audible out of plays. That right there is telling you why you should not give up on Sam Darnold. The kid is so well-behaved. He is a listener. He obeys what he's being given, and that is him screaming for help. That is him. That's why coaches are saying, I want to coach this kid because he's clearly still on the stage of wanting to learn. And the fact that he's going to listen to a ridiculous coach like this and pleading for him to give him a good call, it's just it's so sad, man. That's why I do not agree with the whole Trevor Lawrence. I completely disagree. Fired Coach Gates. I, I, I don't even care if Sam Donald doesn't do amazingly well this year because I know for a fact this kid is 23 years old. He is now at the age where most quarterbacks would be drafted. This kid has such yeah. a future. And look at Tannehill. That's the prime example. Yeah. Look at Tannehill out of Adam Gates' hands. I'm telling you, this yeah. kid is the future. You know what I think of Trevor Lawrence? He's the next Tim Tebow. That's a sad thing to say, but that's my mindset. He's the next Tim Tebow. A big high college goes into the NFL, and he'll be a bust, in my opinion. But Sam Donald has patience. He's got time. This kid is such a good listener. And he's trying so hard not to bash his own coach, bro. He's trying so hard yeah. not to bash him. Yeah. and you, But you know who isn't? <laughs> Guys like Williamson, McDougal have come out and talked about how bad the Jets' practices are. Uh, Williamson actually exactly. said they don't start fast and they aren't crisp. Uh, McDougal talked about how the Jets aren't practicing to win. They don't win in practice. Guys are, you know, missing tackles, all kinds of stuff like that. What are your thoughts about those? I mean, those are stinging indictments on Adam Gaze, aren't they? That's exactly what it is. They're trying to slowly, like, hint at it. Honestly, it's like, if you asked earlier about the defense, like how, I, how people feel about that play. That, think about this. How can a defense – do good against a, about, against even a decent offense if the offense they're always practicing with is trash. That's Adam Gates' yeah. offense that they're practicing with. It's garbage. You know what we should do? And I hope this is a, I hope and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. But you know that video where they were like, enough is enough. We should get a bunch of fans and huge celebrities that are Jets fans and do a big uh, collaborative video of saying enough is enough. We need change. Yeah. Enough is enough. Fire games, please. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about the play of Marcus May? Marcus May, I think the thing is, uh, I'm super glad we kept Marcus May. I think there, he's going to get an extension. Um, after his first play in uh, in Buffalo, obviously we got really hyped considering that he was put in a different position. Uh, as far as this game, I think he was trying a lot and just uh, – Obviously, he, he overworked himself. I think the hype kind of got to his head, and they just they just they ran around him. Unfortunately, um, I and yeah. since Marcus May is still here and he's being such a great player, like trying to stay quiet and chill. That's why I don't defend people when they say about Jamal Adams. I get it; he comes from a winning culture and all that. But the guy disrespected our team, disrespected our quarterback, yeah. and so yeah. someone like that. The fact that Joe Douglas got rid of that guy, still talking. Tr- still talking negatively and got two first round draft picks. I'm very happy he's gone, you know, but I'm not looking forward to playing them in the in in the in the season. I'm so upset that yeah. we are so bad that we have to play Jamal Adams, hearing him bash my team saying, Oh, I I'm mm-hmm. so glad to be in a winning team now. I'm like, shut the heck up, bro. Please. I can't take this. Yeah. But you know what? The one thing he's right about is the coach. 
He's a bad coach. Yeah. He clearly doesn't care. And I'll, um, speaking of coaches, man, I don't know who you're looking forward to. I think it's Eric Danemy. I am looking forward to yeah, looking at that guy, but here's someone I'm super looking forward to, and that is the uh, the um, the offensive coach of the Ravens. Look at what he did when Lamar Jackson stepped into the field as a, a Roman. Yeah, he com- yeah. he completely flipped that thing around, and I think he'll do the same for Sam. He can he yeah. can manage stuff like that, man. I love your shows, man. I'm a huge fan. Give me another question. I'm hyped now. <laughs> well, you know, first off, I want to thank you again for calling in. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it. I just try, you know, <laughs> to, to do my best here. And, you know, you're absolutely bringing it. And listen, I'm right there with you. I know a lot of people are already thinking about getting rid of him, you know, already thinking, you know, about the next guy to come in. There's a lot of people streaming for Trevor Lawrence as well. You know what I'm saying? It, it just kind of is what it is. I understand those screaming for Lawrence, but I just don't get why some people don't understand what exactly is going on out here, uh, you know, with Gaze and how that is affecting Sam Darnold. It's completely ridiculous to me. But I want to get your thoughts on the media because we're starting to see that guys that were in the media that were all about Gaze at first, I'm talking all about him are now turning, <laughs> and we're starting to see them go after him, call him out, talk about the bad play calling, talk about all that stuff. What are your thoughts on that, man? Isn't that kind of convenient? The same people that said, hey, if you're a Jets fan and you don't want Gaze, you're an idiot, are now saying, hey, Jets fans, you better get Adam Gaze away from the Jets as quickly as possible. I'm telling you, man, it's ridiculous. One of the biggest media people in my mind that I that I, uh, I only knew was a Jets fan is that uh, talk show host Greeny, how he literally took out the stats from Adam Gates and was talking, <laughs> preaching to Christopher Christopher Johnson, saying, what in this group of information I'm giving you tells you that he is an offensive guru. And he's so pissed, yeah. and I'm like, I'm feeling the pain, man. I feel so bad, and I'm just like, oh, man, I want to. My dad is such a fan. He was a fan, and he saw the Super Bowl with, with Joe Namath. And all my dad looks at me is like, son, I just want to see a Super Bowl with you before I go. And this guy yeah. is not the answer. <laughs> so my final question for you, Chris, again, I want to thank you for calling in. How do you feel about Quentin Williams and his production? We talked about how bad the defense was, but that old guy was a guy that stuck out, young kid that came out and really balled out. How are you feeling about him, especially going forward this season? This tells you how you know you have – this is how you know you have good coaching. Greg Williams took a rookie quarter, took a rookie uh, defensive lineman, and he produced average. The very next year, he started showing what we expected him to do, and that is called development. We did not see that with Adam mm-hmm. Gates. I'm very proud of Quentin Williams. I hope he sees hope in the future of this team because I gosh hope he doesn't become the next Jamal Adams preaching for an exit. I hope not. Mm-hmm. But I like what he's yeah. doing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Chris, man, listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend, and I want you to have a good night. Thank you, man. You as well. And so, again, go Jets! All right, man. Chris from Florida calling in, absolutely, you know what I'm saying, letting it go, came in with a lot of energy, man, and he knew exactly what he was talking about, man. He had takes on everything, bro, and you just, he absolutely brought the fire, talking about Quentin Williams, how well he played, Makai Becton, how well he played. He just had absolute takes about, <laughs> about this offense and gaze as well. 
I mean, everybody's getting on gays tonight. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. And they're, there's a reason they should. You know what I'm saying? When you're playing the way or when you're, when you're calling games the way that you're calling them, when you're hamstringing your quarterback, not allowing him to make adjustments, not allowing him to audible, when you're, when you're doing what you're doing out there, when you're quitting on the team and kicking field goals, when you should be attacking and trying to get into the end zone, it's completely ridiculous. How can you expect to stick around? And, again, I keep preaching this because it, it's what matters the most is when you have found a franchise guy, when you finally got your franchise quarterback and you put a guy like Adam Gaze in charge of that future, you're going to be in some big, big trouble, some big, big trouble. So I'm going to go back to the chat before I close the show. Uh, Randy, y'all, shout out to Randy. Thank you for you know being in the stream as well, man. Randy says, we've watched this franchise ruin two top five QBs in the span of 10 years. That tells you all you need to know about how inept this franchise is. I mean, it's completely insane. It's completely insane. But if you look at the way that we handle things, it's the recipe. You know what I'm saying? It's the recipe. It's what the Jets do. We, we just don't do enough to support our quarterbacks. We don't. I mean, we did with market first. We put a, a good offensive line around him. We gave him a stop, and then towards the end, it was just nothing. He had no weapons. Things were just falling apart. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous, man, completely ridiculous the way that we've handled business, completely ridiculous the way that we, this franchise runs. And until we step that up, until the ownership changes, until the franchise as a whole changes around, turns things around and gets a clue of what's going on out here, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble, man. It's just completely ridiculous. But the fact as well that players are coming out to Williamson, McDougal as well, coming out to the media and telling them that the, that the practices are lackluster, that we're not getting things done in practice, that is a direct indictment on Adam Gaze. That's a direct indictment. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. He should absolutely be fired. And there's just, just no point. So with that said, folks, we come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone that was watching the stream as well. Uh, you know, that was chatting. My chat guys, salute to you. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. You can follow me. I'll follow you right back. I'm the troll to live under the bridge, and I will have my Donald jersey on, okay? I love getting trolled because I'll throw it right back at you. You can also find the show page as well on Twitter at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow that. I'll follow you right back on there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? The hugs are absolutely free. Don't let anybody tell you anything different, okay? The hugs will always remain free, all right? I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks are the absolute best. You have a good one. Adam Gaze, please get fired. Go Jets.